Tonight on Country Squire Radio, we're talking blending at home. Also, we've got a pipe question of the week about breaking in your pipe. What does that even mean? We're going to talk about that with quick fire questions, listener feedback, and more happening right now at Country Squire Radio. This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Tin Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo, good evening, man. Yeah, it's good. Good, good evening to you, sir. How you doing today? Yeah, that's right. Man, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> Things are good. It's uh, it's so out of control, man. We, um, Gosh, it's uh, it, it's been, been really something the past several days yeah. just trying to get ready for uh, our grand uh, opening, grand reopening event at the shop. And so... Uh, that's been really exciting but um yeah man things are uh things are things are moving yeah about to debut a couple of uh new tobaccos this week which Ooh. we're uh, fired up about and Ooh. so more more details on that in the very near future but um yeah things are uh things are going good wait, man wait, it's, it's getting getting into the fall you know i think the high in jackson today is supposed to be like 81 it's no uh, no no no, no. it's, you, it's you, good stuff you can't just skip over this you just said you were about to debut some new blends well you know it, it's one of those things where you, I, I'm I'm proud of it, but it's also like well, you don't want to get out of the bag. No, I, get I get the that. I get the jitters every time we do this, right? I, I should be good enough at this by this point to you know feel comfortable enough, you know, like you know putting our stuff out there. Oh, these are our tobacco blends that we're coming out with. What do y'all think? You know, smoke them, buy them. Don't don't buy them if you don't like them. <laughs> but I, I'm still I, I'm I'm still uh get nervous enough, you know, uh, when folks um. I, I don't know. He's just like putting your gems out there. You no, know? you don't know what you what folks are going to do with it. Hey, man, so, it's product launch. Uh, I get that. I yeah, get that. Yeah, but here's the thing: get a little nerve. Do, have you you, I mean, like, because I, I feel like maybe there's like a blend or two that you you've kind of let slip over the last couple of weeks. Is this something that people like literally will find out about for the first time next week? Um, I'm not sure because okay, I, right. I may have uh, I may have let it slip. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, honestly, I can't even remember. You know, it's one of those things. It's uh, um, you know. Uh, it, it's a fog the last month right. is really just a fog yeah <laughs> but uh yeah man lots of cool stuff going on we uh of course have that coming up uh man uh september uh 20th of this month i guess it's uh, a week from this coming thursday um man. we will be uh having our grand opening event it should be a lot of fun lucky town beer will be there from jackson and uh we'll have um uh perdomo cigars on hand uh, with some great deals and uh and i i, I have I think locked down live music, but uh, but anyway, we're hoping to uh, firm that up today. So All right. Anyway, should that that should be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, just uh, you know, getting geared up, man. Yeah, I love yeah. you. You reached out to me about the live music, and uh, and I think I was like, well, you know, you get this like three string quartet type deal. And you're like, yeah, I'm thinking more like a guy on a guitar. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. I, I'm not thinking classy. I'm thinking like right, right. you know, sit around, sing along kind of stuff. Right. You right. Know? I, I I don't know. Not not necessarily free bird, but. You know, I don't want people up there like, you know, uh, playing Wagner. <laughs> right, right. No, <laughs> so that's, that's kind of not really what we're going for. No, but, it's going to be a fun uh, time. Should be, it should be a lot of fun. And then, yeah. of course, we also have the Jackson Pipe Night coming up. Yeah, Jackson Pipe Night. That uh, Put it on your calendars. It's November 1st, uh, Thursday. That'll be sponsored by Law DC, which, of course, uh, is our good friends that do Savinelli, Peterson, Cornell and Deal, uh, two friends, um, GLPs, a whole, whole, Rossi Pipes, whole host of stuff. So um anyway we're really excited about that and that'll be uh that evening we don't have an exact time for that yet but uh that will be on a thursday night yeah so, well plus it, yeah. It, that at least gives folks that are planning on making some traveling to come into town for it a heads up to to start making those plans yeah and yeah, yeah. uh I'm, I, you know I'm, I'm strongly encouraging folks i mean if you're out of town you're looking to make that pipe pilgrimage 
could be it'd be a good the good one to do it for. I, yeah, I mean, like those are yeah. so much fun. It's such a good time just to compete. You know what I mean? Like, in, yeah. in like a friendly competition. There's no there's no bad blood unless we're in New Orleans. Like, there's no bad blood. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, why was that, my why was my car like keyed after last? Uh, why last was mine towed? Yeah, no, no, that's right. Yours really was towed. That's right, man. Yeah, the fix was in. Yeah, um, yeah that's what happens, man. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you get what you deserve sometimes. It'll you know? be it'll be a blast. <laughs> uh, now, heads up to about uh, next week, by the way, before we kind of jump into to everything we're talking about yeah. this, uh, this week. Uh, next week, we will not have a live show. However, we will have something uh, very special. We got a special guest that will be on the show and possibly even kicking off a new series. Uh, more information on that next episode. But uh, one way or the other, look forward to uh, to a special guest on the podcast, but no live show that week. So you 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 got your heads up, everybody's heads up. Yeah, no, he, right. he, yeah, he, <laughs> heads have been up. All right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do I want to mention this? No, you should. I, okay, you just said I should. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, but yeah, absolutely. As you recall, last year we had our first ever annual custom cob competition. That's correct. Now, last year it was a Christmas competition. We had so many amazing designs. It was that awesome. Presented. Yeah. And uh, we kind of, when we when we closed everything out, we kind of said, you know, next year it might not be Christmas. And part of the reason, I think, for that is that we wanted to make sure that people couldn't, like, like get a head start. You know what I mean? Like, like if, they, if they're like, oh, was that Custom Cobb Christmas competition? Well, this year, we are glad to finally announce, yes, the Custom Cobb competition is back. It's on. But it will not be Christmas. It will, in fact, be Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so... Here's the deal. Same rules as last year. Uh, the theme of the custom cobs themselves need to be Thanksgiving inspired in some form or fashion. Uh, so let your imagination run, run wild. Uh, what you saw last year. a lot year, of fun, yeah. Yeah, what you saw last year in terms of the media, what, what did we see? We saw we saw props that were put on attached to the, the cobs. We saw no, clay. It yep. was actually used on one particular cob. Of course, we saw some amazing right. paintings. All kinds of additions, uh, custom like uh, caps, you know, for yes. different, even people uh, had packed them in uh, different kind of uh, boxes, you, you know, packaging as well. and stuff. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, all and that is- Stem work. Uh, uh, st- st- lots of custom stem work. Stem work put the winner um, over the edge on, on last year. So anyway, that's true. all yep. that to say- Lots of fair game. The, you can do pretty much whatever you want to do. The only rule is that it has to be smokable. Like it That's still right. has to That's be right. a smokable pipe. Yep. So from that standpoint, as long as that is the case, uh, go crazy, have some fun with it. Uh, and basically all the exact same rules and everything else from last year, we, the, uh, we will be auctioning those off after the, uh, the competition, the proceeds will go to yep. charity. Um, so all the rules and regulations are the same as last year. And I'm going to say that as a kind of a placeholder until I get a chance to actually post them, which is probably <laughs> going to be like two weeks if we're being honest. Yeah. But yeah. No. Anybody that wants to compete, have fun with it. Uh, cannot wait to see the designs y'all come up with. More information as we get closer. But go out there, get your get your pens and pencils and paints and everything. Yeah, start 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 designing your uh, your custom cop. It's gonna be fun, man. I'm I'm thankful that we were finally able to announce that. Uh, let's see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to see. There's lots of uh, different take. You know, Thanksgiving. You're like, well, that's you know, there's some stuff there, but it's uh, it'll be kind of a challenge, right? There's a uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just a different. There's different uh, ways you could take it. Yeah, it is. There's uh, different you can go ways. Going all take kinds it. of different. Yeah. Directions. I mean, so, we could see. We could have some blaspheming fun. pilgrims. You know, you never know. There, what, there could. What there could lots of pilgrims could be blaspheming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Actually, that that you know maybe maybe that's a, a hint at what a good entry would be. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. sweet potatoes. Or I, maybe do a sweet potatoes with a little little. Um, oh yeah. Marshmallow. Uh, a little topper. marshmallow top or something. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, there's all that. That's all the information you need to know. Um, we're looking forward to it. Uh, man, I'm looking forward to this episode tonight. 
uh, because tonight we've actually got a, a very fun topic and something that I think has been requested several times That's right. by folks that have heard your voice. They have heard your talent on display as a tobacconist, as someone who has created so many different cu- custom blends that uh, many of us enjoy. And we've talked on the show about customers who have come into the Country Squire and sat down at the tobacco bar and said a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Kind of tried their hand at blending. Yeah. But there's still several folks that may not have access to a local tobacconist. They may not have access to come, you know, sit at the bar and learn under, under uh, you know, the tutelage of a master. <laughs> they, they, but they want to get- Or a poser that, you know, would like to be one <laughs> one day. <laughs> but they want to get started at home. So tonight we're talking about getting started blending at home. Yeah, no, that's right. We thought, you know, a starter guide for the at-home blender would be good, right? There's a lot of folks that, you know, whether you're new to the pipe world or- um, you know, someone that's been in it a while and wants to take maybe the kind of the next step, you know, it'd be fun to just kind of take a look at what it, you know, what it would look like to basically, you know, start putting together your own blends, maybe at the house, experimenting with some different things. And, um, and actually this was, uh, kind of, um, prompted, I guess, by a dear friend of mine, Matthew Mahaffey, who is uh, a longtime listener of the show, former resident of Jackson, moved off and, but uh, doesn't live too far away now. But we were talking the other day. He was like, man, let me know if you know of any kind of resources for, you know, if I wanted to start blending, you know, on my own and, uh, you know, how that might look or what I would need to get and that kind of thing. And so finally, I was just like, man, we've talked about this before and the the people's interest in this. We, we have done a whole episode before on flavoring tobacco and, right, and yeah, doing flavorings at home and things of that nature. And so, uh, you know, we, we thought we'd just talk about the, the art of blending and doing that at the house and, you know, seeing what that might look like. Yeah. All right. So, so here's the thing. I mean, like what, what is the mindset of that person? Like why, why would I want to blend at home? Yeah. I think you've discovered a lot of tobaccos that you like. You're aware enough of kind of some of the different ingredients out there, but you want to just kind of take the next step and see if there's a way that you can make the, you know, tobacco experience more, more yours really. Um, it's kind of the equivalent of home brewing. You know, Ooh, y- yeah, you're a beer, yeah. you're a beer enthusiast and you like all these different beers and you're like, I want to try that, right? It's it's yeah. home it's home brewing with more instant gratification. No, yeah, no, it, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I'll add another dash of that and then immediately smoke it. You don't have exactly. to wait, you know, six weeks and buy all this fancy equipment. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so you know that it, it, it's fun. Uh, the interest in it, um, you know, is there certainly for a lot of our listeners. It can be intimidating because what do I get? What are some components that I need to make this start? Uh, what are the proportions and how do I go about this? Where do I find this kind of stuff? There's so many different places to start. You know, you could start with this leaf or that leaf. And, the, you know, our idea here is just to kind of boil it down and make it simple. So that this will be a 30,000 foot view uh, starter guide. You could definitely drill into some of these categories a lot more and, uh, you know, make it a lot more complicated as, you know, very quickly, you know. But as you experiment, as you grow, you know, uh, for the new blender, I think this will be something that you'll you'll have fun with. Step one, obviously, we need to get the right ingredients. So let's talk about kind of what you need mm. and then how much of, of what you need, at least to get started with, right? Get that baseline um, kit. Well, you, you do. There is kind of a baseline kit. And again, you know, with all these different ingredients, we can drill down and go to all these different categories, different types of leaves and, uh, you know, different thickness cuts and different uh, maturity levels and all these things. But, you know, on average, we're, we're going to kind of talk about that basic entry level uh, kind of thing. So, yeah, a lot, you know, you can diversify this quickly, though, and at your own pace. So, we're going to focus on the ingredients that are available to consumers. You know, there are some ingredients that only, uh, you know, folks like us can get because we're just, you know, on this side of the counter and have the access to, 
uh, you know, wholesale stuff. And, um, you know, that's just kind of part of it. But, um, but you know, the ingredients we're going to talk about today are readily available to uh, the end consumer. And so these are things that you can buy, um, you know, from either uh, your, your local tobacconist can order it for you or you can order it uh, on the Internet. Uh, you know, it's, it's readily uh, available for the consumer to get. There's the main ingredients, right, that are going to be the base of your tobaccos. And then there are the condimental in- ingredients that we'll need as well. All in all, we're talking less than a pound of tobacco here. Right. Oh, for, wow. your, for your little starter. Yeah. Kit. Yeah. 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 Okay, so okay. we're not talking like That's a doable. huge. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking a huge investment. Right. We're talking, you know, a, a um, you know, less than a less than a pound of, of tobacco, depending on how much you want to get into it and that kind of thing. But um, your main ingredients typically um, are going to be Virginia's, Burley's and some form of Cavendish. Now, your Cavendish can be flavored. Uh, or unflavored, I'd, I'd probably recommend just on the front end of this, uh, uh, some kind of sweetened Cavendish, like a vanilla Cavendish or, or something of that nature. You know, but we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. You know, these three ingredients are basically the base for all aromatic and non-aromatic tobaccos. And so your your tobaccos, just by and large, are going to be, uh, the, the base layer of them are going to be made of that uh, Virginia's, Burley's, or uh, Cavendish elements. And so um, that's kind of where we're going to start. And you're going to want more of these, obviously, than you're going to want of the condimental ingredients. So okay. um, Virginia's are a, a good place to start. They have a ton of flavor. They're really versatile. And, uh, you know, obviously they, um, you know, make up uh, just a huge part of the some of our favorite components, whether it's an aromatic or an English blend. Virginia's speak by themselves. They mix well with Perique. Um, you know, so Virginia's are, are kind of a good, good place to start. Um, we probably are going to get about four ounces of some type of Virginia, okay, to, to start out. So if you're new, the new blender, the first thing you want in your toolbox is uh, about four ounces of Virginia tobacco. I, I would kind of recommend splitting this between uh, maybe maybe half, probably half and half, maybe 60-40, uh, but between that four ounces or, you know, however much you elect to get, uh, I'd probably do close to half and half of a brighter uh, Virginia and then a more matured Virginia. So let's go with the bright uh, or yellow Virginia first. We're going to kind of lump these together. You know, that first Virginia you'll put in your toolkit, the bright leaf or yellow leaf, you'll want something that um, like that has a a high natural sugar content, uh, natural sweetness. It kind of has a tangy element to it. Uh, A lot of times you'll get a citrus note there. Um, These are blends that are are Virginia leaves that are really, really good for smoking by themselves Mm. or creating as the base of your of your blend you're packed with flavor and so you've got a few options there uh you know a couple uh that you might look into that are uh, readily available again for the end consumer uh lane bright virginia uh real good kind of simple uh clean you'll get a little citrus note some grass flavor there uh and also the cornell and deal uh virginia ribbon uh again just real uh easy to come by you can buy by the ounce online kind of thing um, a couple ounces of of one of those uh, might be a good place to start to start your Virginia uh, kind of cache uh, for your your starter kit. Yeah. Well, and, and like you said, I mean, the the goal here is all this stuff is is available and and you have access to. Is there? I, I'm kind of curious. Is there a challenge to the home blender versus a store? Like, do you have access to exclusive tobaccos for blending 
that the that the consumer sure. would not. Okay, so, yeah, we, so, so yeah, these are so, specifically those that that are rental that are that are available. Yeah, for now and again, a lot of the a lot of the leaves that I can use are available to consumers still. But um, you know, and and these same uh, brands, Lane, Cornell, and Deal. You right. know, we use a lot of this as well. But um, I'd imagine the big difference um, is bulk, right? Like if yeah, you can buy in bulk, that sure. gives you access to other stuff. That, that that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and so, but but again, you know, the Lane stuff, uh, Cornell and Deal, you can get these readily available. Uh, smokingpipes.com, they uh, of course are the distributor of Cornell and Deal, and so they've got all that stuff uh, by ounce on there, um, really easy to come by. But the Virginia Ribbon from Cornell and Deal or the Lane Bright Virginia uh, gets you a couple ounces of something like that. Um, and then to, to kind of finish off your Virginia uh, category, we'll go with a darker or more matured Virginia. The Virginias that are more uh, matured and dark, they tend to uh, add body. They're richer, uh, more mellow in flavor. They're kind of a, kind of a toasty, uh, nutty flavor, um, you know, more um, it, just, just a richer, richer flavor. Um, and some, some good ones to look at there would be uh, Cornell Deal. Uh, Red Virginia Ribbon, or even their uh, their Red Virginia Cavendish, mm. Sutliff uh, matured uh, Virginia. They've got the real hot one right now, which is uh, Sutliff's Red Virginia. It's five one five RC, and uh, and that that is a really really popular uh, Virginia currently. Uh, well, with a name like that, one thing. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, a lot of folks. Um, you know, took this particular blend to basically replace 5100. Now, it's mm, not a it's mm. not an exact replacement. There's a lot of differences there, but um, you know the the 515 uh, Red Virginia from Sutliff. It's a it's a good Red Virginia. It's a good Virginia to start with. So so get you a couple ounces of something like that. Uh, pair it up with a couple ounces of something bright or yellow um, that's got more of that natural sugar in it. It's got a little more citrus, grassy flavor, um, and then you've got your Virginia components covered. Next, we'll want to move on to some burlies. Uh, a lot of folks are like, "Oh, burly! I don't really want to mess with that." You got to have some burly. You got to have. Some <laughs> you got to have some burly. Uh, that's part of the uh, part of the process. And and again, it's uh, really the blender's you know favorite best friend. You know, it's kind of. Uh, like we talk about lurking, lurking in a lot of different places. Yeah, you hated so. burley until you started blending at home, and now it's like, okay, hey, man, got to have the burley. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, key burleys. You know, you'll you'll need them for a base for body. Uh, they add more strength. They have a little more nicotine, so uh, they're really soft. They tend to burn cool. You know, good a good thing to get. So um, you probably want uh, two or three ounces of burley. You could even do four ounces, depending on what types of blends you. You wind up wanting to make, but a safe safe place would say let's do you know three ounces of burley. So, um, a, a few options. Uh, you've got light burleys and dark burleys. Basically, less and more strength, more bright and more mellow flavors. Uh, you know, more light and more toasty flavors. Uh, is kind of the kind of the category there. Some options there would be uh, Lane's White Burley or Cornell and Deal's uh, Dark Burley. Um, so d- the dark burley again, it's going to be uh, richer, more toasty. Uh, the white burley, it'll have that kind of a um, just a, a hay-like flavor to it. Mm-hmm. A- again, uh, burley is not super flavorful in itself, but you're adding a lot of body there. Uh, the white burley will be a little, uh, not quite as strong as a darker burley, which I think uh, you know can be a good thing to to blend with. So uh, if you're going to pick between the two, I'd probably start with the white burley um, to help you out. So, so, so far in our, our toolkit, we've got uh, about four ounces of Virginia, uh, half and half with uh, yellow and red, two or three ounces of, uh, of Burley, and then we're going to do one or two ounces of Cavendish. And I would start really simple here. I mean, frankly, I would, 
I would get something like, frankly, like a Lane BCA, something that's very approachable. Um, you know, it's sweetened. It's got its own topping on there. You can uh, you could go sweeter if you wanted to. You could go with the uh, Lane Vanilla Black Cavendish, or you could go uh, unsweetened, like uh, Cornell and Deal's uh, uh, unsweetened Black Cavendish, which they just call Black Cavendish. Uh, uh, Sutliff makes a, a Black Cavendish that's unflavored, although some of their uh, bulk blends like that are a little harder to get your hands on. But uh, but anyway, th- think about those. You know, you'll want a couple ounces of the of the Cavendish to kind of play with. And so that's that's kind of our main ingredients. Now we've got our condimental ingredients, which I think are uh, where a lot of the nuance comes in. A lot of the real experimentation. Sure, comes sure. In. So you're going to want one ounce of each. Um, get you some Latakia, some Perique, some Dark Fire Kentucky, and some uh, some Turkish or Oriental. Uh, and I've got, of course, recommendations for each of these. The Latakia you could get. Uh, anywhere from Peter Stokeby, Cornell Deal has it. Uh, you could do um, really anyone has a Latakia, some form of Latakia. They're not all created equally, but um, you know if you can find something uh, that's got you know just a real you know chunky cut, that seems to you know be a blender's friend uh, for the most part, and uh, and I think you'll do well there. Uh, Peter Stokeby, you know Lane. Um, Cornell and Deal, you'll you'll do well with any of those guys. From from a blending standpoint, why why does the chunkier cut? Why why is that a benefit? For me, those leaves taste tend to taste a little better, and mm. and, and they also tend to burn a little uh, more evenly. Um, you know, I always think of English blends as being kind of a uh, more of a choppy, chunky blend. That's not always the case. You've got a lot of ribbon cut, you know, uh, blends that uh, that are English, but um, I, I don't know. I tend to favor the more chunky Latakia cut. Um, historically, I think they um, that they, they age better. They tend to um, stay fresher, longer, okay. um, all that kind of stuff. So Perique, uh, it, there's a bunch of different Periques on the market. They're not created equally. Um, you want to look for St. James Perique, um, and uh, you know you've got long cut Perique and then granulated Perique, um, and that's just kind of a personal preference. Uh, you know, if you can, I, I'd probably recommend you get the granulated Perique because it's a little more uh, easy to blend with. It's not as stringy and doesn't get as uh, as um, kind of jumbled. So uh, that might be something. Uh, Dark Fire Kentucky, uh, Cornell and Deal, again, a good place to get that. And then Cornell and Deal also has their uh, their Turkish Izmir, uh, which is just a real clean, um, you know, uh, cedary uh, oriental tobacco that uh, that you can get from them. So one ounce each of the Latakia, Perique, uh, Dark Fire Kentucky, and the, uh, and the Izmir. So when you mentioned kind of the differentiation between these two groups, you have kind of your base tobaccos and you got your seasoning tobaccos. So, I mean, I, I would imagine from that standpoint, you want to, as you would with any kind of food, you've got the baseline food, which is like the thing. Yeah. And then the seasoning, which is much more like a teaspoon of this, a tablespoon of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so the portions kind of come out uh, similarly. Do you use a literal teaspoon of you know, like of, of like, say, Perique well, to put and, in there. Or? And that's what's fun. You know, part of this, it, you really have to dive in as far as this goes, like just start making up stuff, you know, um, smoke each in, ingredient individually. But when you are start, when you do start blending this stuff, uh, you can do this a couple different ways. Um, you know, what a, you know, what a lot of folks are going to do is they'll go buy them a kitchen scale uh, that maybe they can weigh by the gram. Um, and so you'll be doing, you know, a couple grams of this or gram of that, that type of thing. Um, what some folks do, and this is a really old school method, but it works great. Um, get you a shot glass, and and, and that shot glass is basically going to be like your measuring cup. And so instead of doing it by weight, you can do it by parts. 
And so, you know, you'll do like one part this, two parts that, half part this, um, you know, and then so you kind of, you're doing it more by volume, mm. but as long as you keep up with the proportions of it all, um, you know, it works out similarly. The weights obviously aren't going to be the same because tobaccos have different types of moistures and all that, but um, but get you, you know, just a real simple uh, kind of easy way to do it. It's kind of fun. Get you a little shot glass, uh, fill it up with the different tobaccos, keep a record of, of um, you know, which one. It won't translate perfectly, uh, obviously, into weight because the um, the moisture content is different with each different tobacco, but it'll help you. It's a way you can kind of keep up with, uh, you know, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and uh, and it's a, it's a good way to do it. Sounds like journaling is also pretty key as well. Yeah, like, that's right. I'm you're, even you're thinking... Gonna wanna, you're going to want to keep notes. Yeah, like even like, you know, you mentioned like sampling each individually, like smoking each little bit individually. Yeah. Um, you know, because what your flavor profile is it might be very different from what the flavor profile for, you know, a John David Cole, for example. Yeah, no, that's so right. If you taste like if this makes you think of this flavor or something like that, you might want to like figure out what that is for you personally and then have kind of an individualized. This is my Perique page. This is my Virginia page, you know, whatever it may be. No, that's, I think that's I think that's wise. Yeah. yeah. And, and and start taking notes of how they pair with different things. Right. right. Um, but yeah, you know, with those tobaccos and really, again, that's all, you know, the the tobacco you really need. We talked about, you know, less than a pound there. Uh, from the rundown we gave you. But uh, again, like we mentioned, smoke each ingredient by itself. Um, you know, with your condimental tobaccos, particularly Perique and Latakia, you, you may not want to smoke an entire bowl in one sitting. Um, now, you may want to smoke several uh, quarter bowls, you know, but you probably, you know, that's, that's a lot of Latakia to get through in one one sitting, you know, so you may want to um, kind of ease it up on that. Izmir's a little more forgiving. Uh, some people love Dark Fire Kentucky uh, by itself. Uh, I think those folks are crazy, but it's uh, it it is good, right? It just kind of makes your heart, uh, you know, have arrhythmia. <laughs> it's just so strong. But um, you know, Perique and Latakia again. We we have some folks that smoke Perique. Uh, our friend uh, Justin in um, uh, Pennsylvania, he likes uh, Perique by itself. It's one of those things that you can try. You know, smoke some of those in in various quantities. Uh, start getting familiar with uh, how each ingredient leaf uh, tastes on its own, um, and then that's where you start. Kind of, kind of playing with it, right? Uh, and and you know, once you're familiar, okay, well, this kind of tastes this way. This has these elements. This burns quick. This burns slow. You're getting familiar with those things. Now you're going to start combining them together. Um, start, um, at, you know, I, I wouldn't uh, start by doing any more than ten percent of a condimental leaf. So maybe take one of your favorite Virginias that you bought, or uh, or one of your favorite Burleys that you bought. Um, maybe try to mix those together, or if you just like one of the Virginias in particular, uh, you know, take that one straight and then put, you know, maybe uh, 10% of, of that uh, by volume or weight you could do, um, you know, with Perique or with Latakia or maybe 10% of Latakia and 5% of Perique or something like that. And you start kind of building it up. Um, introduce one ingredient at a time. See where that kind of takes you. And, um, and and I think as you go, you'll start to develop, uh, you know, some some opinions of the stuff really, really fast. <laughs> um, it's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, you mentioned that the measurements that you take are not going to be, you know, it's not going to be scientific, right? Like, yeah, I, I mean, it it can be if you do it by weight. Uh, but again, but if you're most doing it, people, if you're doing it by volume, you know, a pinch of this, a pinch of that, or if you, you know, like we talked about, like a shot glass, and so you're filling it up. Um, you know, one, one, uh, one part, this one part that, 
um, you know, it's not going to be scientific, but it'll be it'll be workable for you. And that that's what you want is as long as it's something you can replicate. That's the main thing. See, as that, long as it's something you can replicate. I, I would even that's go, the key. I would even go a step further as you know, since we you know obviously Country Squire Radio, it's it's a it's it's a show, but it's also kind of a community, right? Where we've got the the Facebook fa- page, we've got the uh, the club. There's a lot of ways where folks are engaging with each other, uh, Twitter. And so, you know, not only um, I would recommend for listeners that are looking at getting into blending at home, don't don't just write down what you can replicate. Write it down in such a way that others can replicate as well, because I would love to yeah. see yeah. Our listeners kind of trading recipes back and forth. Well, yeah. And maybe maybe they make some of their own. Gosh, I mean, maybe that evolved, I, you know, just shooting from the hip here, totally unscripted. I mean, maybe that becomes a country squire radio blend that's kind of you know listener driven i mean i don't know i mean that could be that could be a lot of fun that could be amazing i mean yeah. we talked about it before like that but 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 the trick though is you know like what was what was the thing back in like biblical days they 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 did a cubit which was like the length of your arm yeah. or something like that <laughs> and then you know i remember learning about that in sunday school and thinking you know, as a short guy, I'm like, well, everybody's arms aren't as long. <laughs> you know, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess if I had made that arc, it would have been, we wouldn't have been able to get two I by two. It would have been like a dinghy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that's the thing, right? So so having something of a kind yeah. of standard. Something you can replicate. Something that, that anybody can replicate. Yeah, no, that's right. That's um, right. You know, because not yeah. everybody's going to have like a little weighted, you know, scaled. And, and again, you're doing this for fun, right? This exactly. is, this is oh, a yeah. fun yeah, thing. Yeah, you, know, you, you, that, you know, we're trying to, all this pipe smoking stuff and the, the blending, you know, starting out, you know, what, what I like to really do is is boil this kind of stuff down so that it's a, approachable for people and they don't get overwhelmed up exactly. front with the details of it. You know, we talked recently about uh, lighting your pipe with different kind of things and um, you know, if 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 the matches are going to keep you from lighting your pipe, get you a big lighter. You know, just 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 do it. Make it make it work. <laughs> and again, this is for fun. And so, if all you've got accessible to you is a maybe a Virginia and a Burley and some Latakia, man, throw that stuff together. See what happens. Um, but these are just maybe some uh, some ideas to start out with. So, um, again, uh, you know, start with your uh, your base ingredients. Start adding from there. Uh, you know, a typical English blend will uh, be Virginia heavy with uh, very, very noticeable Latakia. Uh, there's a lot of Burley lurking there. Uh, some some blends, uh, you know, historically will add Perique as well, uh, which makes a really uh, kind of a nice spicy blend. So start start there. Start, you know, messing with your different proportions. Um, and, uh, you know, wh- one thing a lot of people ignore is you have the opportunity also to modify your already favorite blends. Uh, you know, th- this is what's fun is you've got blends that you already know and love. We'll start messing with those blends. You know, t- take those, take some of your favorite cans of tobacco, uh, you know, get you a couple grams of this and, man, throw some Perique in there. Throw, throw some Latakia in there. And that's kind of where that fun can begin also. You know, you start taking and uh, modifying the stuff you, you like. Or what's even better is find stuff you don't like and, and, and you know, throw some stuff in there and see, well, you know, I really don't like, uh, you know, let's say uh, lane 1Q is too, uh, too bland for you or something like that. Well, what would happen if you threw some Latakia in? Try it out, you know? Why not? Hey, why not? <laughs> you know, just a dash, it, uh, it, it really can, uh, I think, go a long way. And uh, it, this the whole process is a lot of fun. You know, once you get to the point where you start experimenting, find some pipes that you can keep really clean. You know, use uh, slow lighting processes. Try to keep the temperature down so you can really taste the flavors. Uh, don't overdo it. If you have to take a, you know, smoke a couple bowls and then take a break and before you can do it again the next day, uh, you know, that's good. But I think uh, I think on average you'll have uh, you'll have just a whole lot of fun. So that's good. Uh, blending at home. 
Hey man, and yeah. I, lo- I love how you include like have fun as as like that should be a step. It it reminds me of um uh my one of my go to gumbo recipes, the one I've been tweaking for for over a decade at this point. Uh, came from a friend and it was his mom's recipe. And in the recipe, when she listed out the ingredients, one of the ingredients for this gumbo was a bottle of wine. Yeah. And the first step was <laughs> pour yourself a glass of wine. And then it was like, all right, drink the wine. You know, like throughout the <laughs> throughout the steps, you only ever use the bottle of wine to drink from. To drink for and yourself. It's, it's right. just, it's just, well, no, it's good. It's that's a that's part. part of the process. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So have fun. <laughs> and uh, we'd love to see some of your creations. But, you know, yes, you mentioned while, while you're smoking them, you got to make sure that you're getting all the flavors in. Uh, figuring out the best way to sample these different tobaccos, you know, you you pull out, you know, your your high end briar pipe that you exclusively only you know smoke Virginias in, and then you got to kind of run it through the you know the, the 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 gambit with all these different flavors. That's right. That's gonna that's gonna drive people crazy and drive your pipe crazy <laughs> if the pipe was uh, was per, a personification of craziness at that moment. <laughs> you don't want that. What you want is a great pipe that is built specifically for sampling all of these different tobaccos and enjoying them at their truest flavor. Of course, I'm talking about the great pipes available from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Yeah, man. Gosh, we love Missouri Meerschaum for tasting new tobaccos and trying your own creations. And, um, and we, you know, it's one of those things like the hair club for men. I'm not just the president. I'm also a client. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not just uh, I'm, I'm not just, uh, you know, a, a thankful spokesman for Missouri Meerschaum, but uh, I'm also uh, also a user. Right. And right. so, uh, you know, when you're trying new blends, a, a corn cob pipe is going to give you a a particularly clean uh, smoke and you really will uh, get, you know, true flavors uh, without the leftover ghosting uh, that your briars might get uh, through building cake and things of that nature. And so. Um, gosh, we love Missouri Meerschaum pipes. They have just such a such a great variety. They all are at a good value. Today we're talking about the Great Dane Spool Corn Cob Pipe. Uh, the Great Dane. It's funny. I I mentioned you know it, when you're looking at this pipe, it kind of if you look at it from the right angle, it kind of looks like a peanut. You yeah, know? I can see that. It kind of looks like a peanut. It's a it's a spool. You know, it's a it's a spool. Well, sometimes and a, it looks like a nut. Sometimes it doesn't. You're nuts. That's a song. But I'm yeah. <laughs> but mounds aren't whatever. Whamp, whamp. Yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, you know, the, the Great Dane, it's a generous size bowl. Uh, this is a pipe that, uh, you know, it's it's chunky. Its curvature really uh, yields itself nicely to, to your hand. Uh, and it comes in a straight and a bent variety with a really nice uh, high quality plastic stem. Um, from Missouri Meerschaum, they say the Great Dane spool corn cob pipe uh, is not is a nod to old world craftsmen. Um, and the styling of Danish pipes from the 1980s. Designed to fit comfortably in the hand for both right and left-handed smokers, the trusty and familiar spool is a longtime mainstay in our line of larger filtered pipes. This pipe accommodates a 6mm filter and has a genuine hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl. It's available as a straight or a bent and is included in our family of two-pipe gift sets. So uh, just a great option, you know, if you want something again, you find that uh, tobacco that you really are starting to enjoy that you created yourself right there on your front porch or in your kitchen, you know, and and you're like, man, I want to give this a go. I want to smoke a big bowl of it and see what see what I've got this, you know, see what see what it's made of. Uh, the Great Dane Spool uh, Corn Cob Pipe from Missouri Meerschaum is a is a great fit for you. And then you can you can you can frame it. That's what you could do. No, you can. Like this was oh, right. this was the the pipe that I smoked my greatest creation. Right. The other white rose, whatever it may be. No, that's it. That's it. And you, and, you, and, you, and you may throw the tobacco away, but you definitely won't throw the pipe away. That's exactly right. <laughs> so be sure to check them out. If you've got a pipe, uh, specifically if you've got a Great Dane spool from Missouri Meerschaum, be sure to smoke it this week. Take a picture of yourself while you're doing it. We love to tweet those out. Let's the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. We have got a pipe question of the week coming in from listener Patterson. Uh, Patterson writes in, he says, what does it mean to break in a pipe? I've seen people talk about this on forums and have no clue what that actually means. Uh, new pipe smoker and listener, love the show. And again, that is from listener Patterson. Yeah, Patterson, thanks, man. It's a good question. You know, again, we, we're so bad as pipe nerds about throwing these terms around, right? Like, oh, you got to break this in or, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, you know, the leaves have to marry or, uh, you know, you need to... Uh, you know, seller your tobacco this way. I don't, you know, it, it, we throw all these words around. It's like the newbie is just like, man, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, of course, breaking your pipe in. Yeah. Yeah. Break um, it. We just, we break. Yeah. You break it over your knee and you move on and you, you know, go buy a Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. Uh, you know, br- breaking your pipe in. Um, I always tell new pipe smokers, your, your pipe, uh, you kind of have to treat like a cast iron skillet. So, and, and I, I use this, you know, analogy pretty often, um, you know, with cast iron skillets, you have to, um, you have to season them correctly before they really start to to cook well, and uh, you know the flavors start to come out and be more residual. Um, you know, and they get uh, more consistent in their ability to to um, you know cook evenly and that kind of thing. Your pipe is really really similar. Um, you you got to remember you're taking a piece of wood and you're setting it on fire with a plant inside of it. <laughs> this is something, you know, that you're uh, that you're doing when you Yeah, when you like you normally do anyway. Yeah, yeah, cuz that's cuz that's something <laughs> that's people just, do. Just so, so the the art of breaking in a pipe, um the the point of that um is to to protect the pipe, uh but also to um you know, make it so that it's going to smoke for the long term, it'll smoke cooler uh and more flavorful. And and, and that's the idea. So, um when you break your pipe in, typically what people do is they'll fill it up halfway uh, and they'll smoke it all the way to the bottom for, you know, four to six, seven, eight times. You know, this is something where you're just basically uh, filling it with half bowls and you're smoking it all the way to the bottom for that many times. The idea here, to be honest with you, is just, um, you know, to build up that base labor, that base layer of carbon. You're trying to build up a small carbon layer uh, on the on the bottom of that chamber it's going to start protecting the briar 
Uh, and also because of that, uh, your tobaccos are going to taste less of the briar and more of tobacco itself, which is uh, which is really nice. So um, once that cake is starts to build up a little bit, your pipe will be more durable. Uh, it can take bowls longer, um, and um, and it'll start to smoke sweeter and more uh, like the flavors that you tend to like and you tend to pull for, which is a lot of fun. So one thing I'll mention, you know, for the new pipe smoker, if you if you think you're going to only smoke your pipe. Um, you know, once a week or something like that. Don't worry with, you know, the the whole like, you know, real sophisticated break in <laughs> techniques and all this kind of stuff. Like, I mean, just just smoke your pipe, load your pipe up and just smoke it. But where the real break in period comes in is very, very important and, and very much of a necessity is when you're really putting a lot of miles on a pipe. So if, if you're yeah. if you're a regular pipe smoker and you're putting a whole lot of miles on one particular pipe. Um, you're going to want to take the time to break it in because that pipe, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, a, a Dunhill that's got, you know, 20 year old briar in it and it's, you know, been, you know, oil cured and all this other stuff, like, you, you know, it's still a piece of wood, right? And we want to do everything we can to protect it. Um, you know, we've got people, they smoke their one pipe three times a day. They use a torch lighter <laughs> and then they bring the pipe in and are like, well, why did it burn out? Well, you know, because you're abusing it you know, with the <laughs> w- with the pipe, even one of the best pipes in the world. You still need to uh, take the time to break it in if you're going to smoke it all the time. Um, if you're a new pipe smoker, um, you know, don't don't worry about it as much. But if you start to favor one pipe over another, uh, you probably are going to want to start uh, taking your new pipes, uh, breaking them in very uh, in um, intently. Uh, again, those half bowls, smoke them all the way to the bottom to build up that real even carbon layer um, and then go from there. Once you get, you know, four to six bowls, something like that, uh, you know, smoked in that manner, uh, then load your load your pipe up uh, all the way, smoke it at will, you know, just smoke it as much as you want. Um, you know, it'll uh, it, a good briar pipe at that point should be able to take a full bowl. That's yeah. good. And good perspective too. separating from the, you know, somebody who's going to be power smoking that pipe versus somebody yeah. who is kind of new and. Uh, getting their feet wet. <laughs> I have so many friends that, you know, they don't worry about breaking in a pipe because they have, you know, 200 pipes and they smoke <laughs> all of them in rotation. And so it's, the, right. there's really no point in, you know, spending the time to, you know, because each, with each new, you know, you, you're only, I mean, you know, at some point you're just like, well, if, you know, I guess I'll, you know, work on breaking <laughs> it in again in a year when I smoke it again. You right, know? Right. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just not uh, even worth it at that yeah, point. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, for some people, it's it's more important than others. And I think for those folks that are going to smoke their pipe uh, lots and lots, um, you know, and, and put a lot of miles on them in a short amount of time, those are the folks that are going to really want to take time to break their pipe in. That's good. Um, but anyway, just just uh, just my two cents. There you go. Yep. Well, hopefully that helps, Patterson. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it in to us. You can send it in at show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire with the squire. Fire questions! All right, man. Quick fire questions, of course, brought to us by our good friends at the Ten Society. More on them in just a moment. Uh, all right, these are actually written in by a good friend, listener of the show, Gene Boker. Yeah, Gene right. Boker. That's what I said. Yeah, Jen, J- J- Jen Boker. J- Jen Boker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Gene. He's so gracious. <laughs> all right. All right. Are you ready? Yep. Bring it. All right. Here we go. In and out or what a burger? Okay, we don't have In and Out in this in the South. <laughs> This is a this is a this is a East Coast we, thing, right? In and Out is a, is a West Coast thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In and Out's West Coast. Um, I I'm a I've had both. I like Whataburger better. In and Out's great. 
but I, I like I like what a burger. When did you have In and Out? When, when when were you in a? Well, you go to California. And, you have not been to California. You I to have California? to. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, they let people like me out there occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, <laughs> that's why you grew the hair. I off. mean, I have to get my rabies shot before I go and all uh-huh. that, you know, make sure I don't infect the population. But, right, right. There's you a know, quarantine pot problem. Well, they make me wear shoes and you know all that. But, right. Uh, but other than that. Don't say that. Yeah, we wear shoes in the South. Don't, don't <laughs> perpetuate that. Um, all right. So I, I, my only experience with the In-N-Out burger, this is terrible, but so I was in, I was in California for a meeting and it was lunch meeting. It was an important meeting. And I'm sitting there eating this uh, burger, which I think was delicious, but I can't remember because maybe two bites in, I bite down on my tongue. Ooh. So bad. Oh, on your tongue. Yeah. I thought you were about to say you bit down on some foreign object that no. wasn't supposed to be in the burger, but yeah, I guess your tongue wasn't really- It wasn't either. supposed to be in the right. burger, but it, <laughs> it wasn't foreign in my mouth. But I took out a little chunk of my tongue in the process, Dang. and I mean, like, immediately, and of course, I'm trying to make a good impression at this meeting, so I'm just- I swallow the burger, and my mouth is filling up with blood. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's kind of gross. <laughs> And so I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, oh, excuse me just a second. And so I go to the bathroom and spit out all this blood all over the sink. And I'm doing my best to like wash my mouth out. And I'm just like profusely like bleeding from the mouth. That is terrible. And like finally 15 minutes later, I'm, I get the bleeding to stop sort of. And I go back and I'm looking at this burger like, ain't happening. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so having never had a Whataburger, that's terrible. I'm choosing Whataburger. <laughs> okay. No, that's, that's good. That's good. I, no I, fault of in and outs uh, of uh, in and outs own. Oh, that, that, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. There, there, people, as you told that story, I heard people vomiting all yeah, over the I'm, country. I'm sorry yeah, about it was, that. It was great. Yeah. Uh, steak or prime rib? <laughs> I'll go with, uh, yeah, steak. Go yeah, steak. De- definitely steak. Prime yeah. rib's good. Yeah, I like prime rib. Yeah. yeah, definitely steak. Like, why would you refuse a steak? If steak is an option, there's no yeah. option. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm standing by that. Yeah. Uh, salt <laughs> or pepper? Pepper. In most ca- in most situations. Really? But I like salt a lot. Yeah, so this is not like a, you know, love-hate. It's I, I really love salt. But you're I, talking I about seasoning. You're not talking about cooking. Are you talking about, wait. So cause, I guess both, right? I mean, it, is it possible to cook without salt? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't know. Pepper. Um, yeah, I like pepper. Now, when I'm talking salt, I'm talking like like kosher sea salt. No, good good, good stuff. You know, yeah. the, the sprinkly kind. Where you yeah. That kind of thing. Can you do that again? Just, you know, get the camera to go around and everything. Everybody's seen the dude with the sprinkling and everything. Interesting. Yeah. I You know, I'm going to go with pepper. But but I love salt. That's the thing. But, you know, there again, my wife. Can't hate salt. She's always looking for a reason to, you know, not put salt on something. Oh, man. And I always have to go get the salt shaker and, and add it. That's the kind so, of stuff you hide until you're married, right? Yeah, there. no, I mean, yeah, it, I knew what I was getting into, yeah. but she, she, she bit off more than she could chew too. So. It's, it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult because, uh, I, I mean, like salt and pepper, they, they go hand in hand. Like if you go over too, too much on one, you got the other to balance it out. And, uh, uh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go salt. Okay. I'm going to have to go salt, but like, Oh, that is that is a tough one. That is a tough one. That's fair. All right, good, good, uh, good, good. Uh, quick fire yeah, questions. Yeah, thanks, Gene. Gene. Those are great. Of course, quick fire questions are brought to us by the good folks at the Ten Society. Now, the Ten Society is an awesome service that is available to you. That's right. Yes, you. Uh, the Ten Society has you hooked up every single month with a package arriving at your door with various tobacco blends for you to try. You know, a lot of what we were talking about tonight was, uh, you know, expanding kind of our, our preparing to 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 dive into your blending journey. Yeah. 
Uh, and part of that is expanding your palate. And there is, I will say, no better way to expand your palate on a regular basis than by signing up for the Tin Society and getting those curated pipe tobaccos delivered to your door every single month. Yeah, I, I love the experience. You know, you open your door, there's this beautiful package. And of course, the presentation is beautiful. It's what you'd expect from the guys at the Tin Society. Uh, open it up and and you are, you're exposed to this beautiful array of different tobaccos. Um, it's a great way to start, you know, honing in your palate, seeing, oh, I like this. I don't like this. Uh, you'll have the chance to smoke several bowls of uh, some of the world's most best, you know, best-selling tobaccos, popular tobaccos, and, and also uh, obscure stuff that the folks at the Tin Society have worked really hard to go out and identify. You know, these are things that uh, may not be making headlines, but uh, the folks there at the Tin Society are always looking out for that next thing that they think are going to make a good, uh, good expansion to your to your palate, to your cellar. And, uh, and so it's just a really good opportunity. Go to tinsociety.com. Uh, you can sign up for their service there. Use the code SQUIRE when you do, and you'll get 20% off your first month's service. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right, man. We got some great listener feedback in today. Uh, There's a bunch of it. First one's coming in. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Some of that's for next episode, but uh, the, the one, <laughs> in, the, the stuff in blue is for this episode. Uh, man, we got we got a. As always, we you know we were talking about before the show. Whenever Doug, uh, I see Doug's comments coming. Love through, Doug Owen. Yeah, I don't even. I don't even like like. You don't have to vet him. For no, the you show. don't have to vet him. Just yeah. throw him out there. What did Doug have to say? <laughs> he says, "Hi guys, uh, great information on lighting the pipe." It's truly amazing to me, after all these years of teaching newbies how to properly light a pipe, that just a few minutes of our time at the pipe shop, uh, people teaching the proper method makes a world of difference as to whether the new pipe smoker has a good or bad experience. Back in the 1960s, when I first picked up a pipe at our local cigar store in Portland, all of the guys behind the counter were cigar smokers, so I was given no guidance. Ended up buying a gigantic black sandblast second and a highly aromatic pipe tobacco. As I recall, it was either sale red or amphora green, and proceeded to fry my tongue to color to the color of rare steak. <laughs> um, I finally got some great advice at the legendary Arthur Leonard's Pipe Shop as to how to pick out the pipe, properly light it with quality tobacco, and advice on the proper break-in procedure. There are some great horror stories out there on break-in procedures. Uh, one of my favorites is a customer of mine back in the 70s at the tinderbox who broke in his pipe by filling them, lighting the bowl, and then holding the pipe out the car window as he drove down the road at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed surprised that more often than not, that break-in procedure was a bit hard on the briar. <laughs> that is out of control. Anyway, thanks again for the advice uh, for newcomers to the hobby. As in all things worthwhile, there's a bit of learning of a learning curve, and once one masters it, a smooth, sweet smoke is the likely result. Keep puffing, Doug. And uh, gosh, we love Doug. Uh, great, great friend from up there in the Pacific Northwest, and uh, so much, uh, so much, um, you know, knowledge to pull from. Oh, absolutely, yep. Yep. absolutely. Our next question comes in from uh, Miss Tao or Miss Tao. I, I think I've butchered that a couple of times. It's probably Miss Tao. <laughs> yeah. What did Miss Tao have to say? Uh, just started listening to your podcast. Enjoyed five of them on my drive back from Springfield, Missouri from Leavenworth. I've entered a pipe carving contest at our local pipe and cigar, uh, pipe cigar guy stuff in general <laughs> shop uh, just for him, which is a well-known pipe shop in, in Missouri. Uh, not sure if I should go creative or traditional, new to pipes and carving. They started us with a pre-drilled briar block and plastic tip. 
any advice would be awesome. Plus, if you have a podcast on this, um, on this, the number of said podcasts would be much appreciated. <laughs> Thanks, right. Ms. Tao. So ba- basically, you know, they've got a pipe carving contest there. Uh, you know, what what are some things that uh, you can do? I, have we done one on carving your own pipe before? Yes, yes. We I, did. If we have, it's been quite a while. Yeah, so it was I actually it's Pipe Smoking 101, Carve Your Own Pipe. And okay. if it helps, I'm not sure which number that was, but I do know that that was April 5th, 2016, that that uh, episode okay. aired. April so, 5th of 2016 yeah. was the uh, was the date that episode so aired. Hopefully, so hopefully, Mr. that's going to help yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I say, I say go um, go big or go home, right? Like, like go go creative, go all out. Um, you know, yeah, I think a lot of folks are going to do, you know, my sense would be that a lot of folks are going to try to go the simplistic route. Um, and so, you know, do something crazy. It's a competition. I I mean, I hear you with like your first, your first pipe, you know, go, go simple and everything else. But you know, I, I, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a, (laughs) it reminds me of like a, a box derby. When you're like in Boy Scouts, yeah, did you ever do that? I, I didn't, but I know what you're talking about. Because you yeah. get like a block of wood, and they're like, "Go make this into a car, right?" And here's some weights, and here's some wheels, and then you have some folks that go very aerodynamic, and you have some folks that go very creative, <laughs> and then you have some folks like me at the time, which was like, "Well, here's the block, here's the wheels, there it goes." And like, yeah, no, <laughs> like, that's it. It's like yeah. I got I got the participation award because like it was there. <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you know you can do that with these pre pre drilled blocks of briar. I mean right. I've literally had people buy them in the store, just pack them up right then, pack and there. them up, and it's just like you're you're smoking a brick, you know. And I mean you go for it, and, and well the and kind of the neat thing about that to be oh, honest man. is you can you can carve it as you go, yeah. right? You, yeah, yeah. you know you you find yourself holding the the block this way. Well, maybe you carve your little thumb hole on yeah, the side yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of, I'd say have fun with it. Go crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, go, and go crazy. we would go also crazy. encourage Ms. Tal to uh, consider entering into the custom cop competition, which yes, should be absolutely. a bit more easy because theoretically you don't have to do any actual carving in that. No, that's true. Uh, yeah. But it's up to you. I bet that's true. Best of luck to you. Please let us know how it goes too. <laughs> we, we, we'd love to cheer you on. That's right. That's right. I mean, a few, uh, a few things on Twitter. We've got uh, at the Realio Delio. Uh, a 50-50 mix of Mac Baron, Virginia Number no. 1, and Black Cavendish is one of my favorites. Uh, Virginia Number no. 1, that's a great, great tobacco. Mm. Uh, if, you, um, if you haven't tried it, give it a, give it a shot. Lots of sugar, uh, natural sugar, uh, but, uh, but a really good tobacco. Portland Paul, our very dear friend, he says, I have three or four blends that I like, but they are all combinations of already issued tobaccos. No playing components. The turn, they turn out really good. And my wife and I love them, but they are not as advanced as you are talking about. Man, I, to be honest with, I, I think they're perfectly advanced. You know, that's the thing. A lot of uh, a lot of the best blends can be marriages of two other blends. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that's that's the great thing. You know, try you know take it take that blend that you you cooked up and throw something else in there. You know, maybe you get a little Latakia, or or maybe you find another blend that you really like and throw it in there too. Um, you know, that can all be uh, be kind of the fun. That's good, man. Well, we always love getting those uh, that feedback in live and, or otherwise. And if you'd like to send in some feedback throughout the week, you can, of course, email us uh, show at countrysquireradio.com. You can also follow us on the Facebooks as well or on Twitter where you can follow the show at Squire Radio or us as well. I'm at The Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, the uh, show's handle again is at Squire Radio, but all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com where typically you can tune into the live show. Uh, however, like I said, next week we actually won't have a live show, but we will have a special guest and potentially uh, announcing a, a new series to come along with that special guest. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Should be good. Yeah, man. All right. Well, yeah. So- Dude, I had fun. Yeah. yeah. Bl- blending at the house. I, I, I really hope this inspires people once they, 
you know, if you take my recommendations or, or someone else's recommendations or, or do something else totally unrelated, I, I hope this inspires our listeners yes. to go start blending some tobacco on their own. You I, know, I, I, I'd, I'd love to have folks say, um, man, let's let's uh, let's put some of these blends together and, and see what the uh, the country Squire radio community can come up with. I, I, I that, think it's a good idea. That's that's like to me, that's the coolest part of this is that it is yeah. kind of a it's not yeah. necessarily a charge to the listener, but it is it is a a uh, a humble encouragement for for many folks to get out there, get their hands dirty, quite literally, uh, and blending their own tobaccos and and sharing those recipes around. And um, anytime you know, we we talked last week about with the pipe smoking one on one series and how that kind of very much speaks to almost like like why this podcast exists, right? Like that speaks to the the new pipe smoker. Well. In another sense, this podcast also exists for that communal aspect of it, and so seeing that community grow and seeing people engage with each other, and um, you know, I, I I long for the day that I see somebody who created a, a recipe, puts it out there, and then another listener like tries that recipe. You know what I mean? Like just seeing no, exa- that kind of exactly, back and forth, yeah. So. Hey, I, I really liked your tobacco. Have you thought about doing this? Yeah. Or hey, I liked it, but I added this to it. What do you think about that? You know, I'd, I'd, that'd be that'd be great. Some balls in your court, dear listener. <laughs> well, hey, man, let's go have a night. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 